Hey, what's up? This is Harvey Harrington with Dream Chasers. And um, this is the first time in a long time that I'm back doing the actual audio only audio only podcast. And, you know, I've just been doing a lot with the YouTube, just the day to day stuff. So if you're um, if you if you are not seeing our YouTube videos that we're doing, we're doing daily videos just to help athletes with just different type of things. Like today, talked about how to deal with a shot blocker and how practicing hard can actually make you a better player. Training hard can make you a better player. People underestimate <laughs> people underestimate how just practicing fast and practicing hard, how that can um, equate to the basketball game. So um, it's on YouTube is Dream Chasers Basketball Indie. Uh, again, Dream Chasers Basketball Indie. Go and check that out. Like, share, and subscribe. We just uh, constantly have different gems we put on there. And then we do some of our podcasts on there as well. You can watch some podcast episodes. So got some good stuff on that channel. This summer, I'm hoping with COVID starting to clean up that I can get out and get around a couple pros, a couple pro trainers, uh, maybe some pro coaches, college coaches, and hopefully we can just add more value and continue to you know, just give you guys more. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to add something more to help you and your son or daughter to help you, the athlete, just going forward. So today I want to talk about just the basketball training. I I really want to dig into this. But before I do that, I just I really I'm really thankful for a lot of different people that basically they keep the vision alive. And a lot of these people I've been around since day ones, and I'm just going to name drop a couple people. First, I want to name John Anderson. I mean, just a, just a great guy. He keeps pushing us forward. He's involved in our camps. He has two kids, uh, JT and JC Anderson. They are uh, two ball players. Um, J JC is still pretty young. She, she knows how to, she knows how to get after it. She knows how to play. JT is uh, he's going to be eighth grader this year. He's not the tallest, but this kid can play. He got fight in him. I mean, you know, if you want to take somebody to a dog fight, he's going with me for sure. Les Norvell, been there, uh, you know, another another one of my guys, day one. His daughter, well, coached with him in rec, and that's how we met. And, I mean, just great relationship, great family, him and uh, his wife, Nicole, and I, I forgot to mention uh, Tierney Anderson as well. But like I said, I'm, I might miss some people while I'm talking. But anyway, Leah Norvell is basically just growing. She's starting to sprout as a basketball player. I mean, it's, it's just she's growing by leaps and bounds. And she 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 wants to be good. You know, before, a lot of times I would think that kids kind of get a nudge by the parents. She wants to be good. So just another, another you know, good friend. Crawford Green. Um, Crawford and Lisa Green, big time day ones. Antoinette Green is going to be a is going to be a ball player. CJ, if he wants to play basketball, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be good. He plays soccer. John Horton, just I mean, tremendous love from this guy. Met him, just was training Carter one time, and we just it, the rest is history. Just a just a great guy, great supporter, does a lot for us. 
uh, and his wife, Tracy. Uh, Jeff Lapsley has two girls coming up. I mean, another another one of my guys. Karan Godwin, um, he's it. Go check him out. He has ball hog gloves and ball hog um, ball hog uh, products that you may want to check out. A lot of different basketball aids, constantly encouraging uh, me and Dream Chasers and just an overall a great guy. Keevan Roberts, been on a couple podcasts. Great guy. Got a young young daughter coming up. She's pretty, she's going to be pretty good. I mean, watch out for her. Her name is Brooklyn Roberts. Stephen Brindley. Stephen Brindley has been a day one. He has three girls and he has a son. I think that the whole family's going to be good. Everybody can play. So just love watching them and watching them grow. And I've been training them for years. Um, and they just just some good basketball players. Derek Freeman, another guy, always supports Kiera. Uh, the girl, I, I think she's she's really really good, and I don't think she really understands how if she gets to be mean, how she's gonna be. She could she could be pretty great. Ryan Holmes has uh, two twin boys, Kyan, Caden, big time supporters. Um, like I said, if I missed you, sorry about that. But anyway, let's get into this. So let's talk about basketball and basketball training. First of all, let's let me let me start by saying this. I didn't play basketball early on. I didn't have the luxury of like my daughter, like a lot of the kids that I mentioned to be able to play basketball from the first grade. And it just seems like, you know, today it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's cool. I mean, you know, a lot of these kids that I see now if I played against them when I was in fourth grade, fifth grade. They would hand me my behind <laughs> and I would take it and go home. You know, a lot of these kids can actually go. So I I just just seeing, you know, what these kids can do today and seeing how they play is 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 kind of crazy to me. And then now you now you do have a level of training that you're teaching kids. And like I said, I'll go in into detail about what I do and how I do it and, you know, just kind of the inspiration on what I do uh, here in a second. But just seeing, seeing a lot of this, you know, I didn't have the luxury. I had the, the OG on the corner. I had the guy that he played ball and he was pretty good. And I was the youngster trying to get on the court. So it's funny because living in New Jersey, we, you know, we play a lot of a lot of different sports. You had people that played football, and all they talked about was football. You had people that played basketball, and I mean, you had the Pop Warner. You had, but it was no year round. It wasn't no year round playing football. Year round playing basketball. It wasn't that that those days wasn't here yet. But nevertheless, I had some guys that you know I, I watched them, and I was like, these guys can play. I'll never be that good. No matter what I do, I'll never be that good. And I remember this like it was yesterday. I'm at a park, and normally I'm sitting on the side just trying to get in. In between, they're shooting for teams. I'm trying to shoot <laughs> trying to shoot to see if I can get on the team. They're like, no, little man, go sit down. So finally, my day comes, and this guy yells over to me, hey, you want to play? And, you know, I was I was basically number 10, so they needed me. Other than that, I wasn't getting on the wasn't getting on the concrete or asphalt or whatever that was out there. But here we go. I get on this guy's team, and 
I had been watching him. He's pretty good. You know, he's kind of chubby, older guy, probably, probably like, like us dads, <laughs> just, just older guy, kind of chubby or whatever. And he's balling. I mean, he's doing whatever he wants. He's getting layups. He's beating guys. He's dropping the ball off. I mean, it looks great. And I'm just watching everything's good. So my name's Harvey, obviously. They're like, good job, Harv. I'm like, okay. The next thing you know, another another play. Good job, Harv. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. I'm running up and down. I'm I can't even get the ball. If I do get the ball, I'm gonna trip over both feet, you know, and I might cut up both elbows. So come to find out this game, this guy's name was Harvey. This is this became one of my OGs because we got done. And I was like, your name Harvey? Yeah, yeah, I'm Harv. They call me Harv. I'm like, my name's Harvey. Harv. So from there on, basically that was almost like somewhat of a basketball trainer. I mean, this guy would every time I would see him as I was getting older, he would tell me different things. And and that's what we had. But anyway, now we have basketball trainers and I want you I want you guys to look out for who you're training with who you're spending your money with it doesn't take anything to be a basketball trainer you don't have to be certified you don't have to know anything you could just look like a basketball player and have a couple drills and a lot of people have the illusion oh man that might be good you know I get get a couple kids that might be good for for little Johnny let's go ahead and see if we could sign them up you know, not not really paying attention to what's being taught and that type of thing. Going into basketball training, I kind of, for me, I was a coach first. So went through the game of coaching. But let me back this up. So I really learned how to, how to work on the game of basketball and kind of what it took when I was in high school. So I was at St. Patrick's with Kevin Boyle, who – is at Mount Verde. He's produced more pros than I could even name. I could even fathom. I mean, Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving. Uh, he even had that kid, Kay Cunningham. I, he, I spoke with him on a podcast, and he said he got like 15 kids that might be in like the top 20 of the NBA draft. I mean, this guy is big time. You know, Al Harrington, Sam Dallenbert. I mean, we can go down the line. And what he taught in the mornings was a lot of stuff I teach I teach now. Things about cutting, things about footwork, things that are that are solid that are gonna make you better as a basketball player. And I mean, this guy, Kevin Boyle, if you look him up, Mount Verde Academy in Florida, if you look him up, he's producing guys. And I mean, it's not by accident. So this is, you know, kind of the motivation of where a lot of my training comes from. And I and I use a lot of his drills, but obviously there's new moves and stuff like that. But the principle and the premise is based off of that. Okay. So that's that's where I'll start. So just like I said, um, with today, it's just it's just a lot of it's a lot of trainers out here. And Realistically, like I said, I'm not trying to talk down on anybody. I'm not going to name drop. I'm not going to do none of that. But a lot of different trainers are going to go after some of the top players. And the top players are not going to pay to train. Don't have that illusion that you're training with, you know, Mike Jones. That's the top of the top. And he's going to Kentucky next year. And he's training training alongside your son. And he's paying the same price that you are. Nine times out of 10, he's not paying anything. 
he's there because if you see him there and you train with him, you're going to talk and then somebody else is going to talk and somebody else is going to talk. Well, let's not get it twisted. Different things happen at different times. Just because you're training with them now and you're in sixth grade and he's a junior or senior in high school doesn't mean that you're going to be that good. A lot of different things need to happen. <clears throat> I constantly talk about this, about how different factors have to come into it. Now, you have to work at your game to give yourself a fighting shot. But as you get older, there's different factors have to happen. You know, the growing strength, speed, a lot of those different things have got to happen in order for a lot of kids to reach their goal. And then also a lot of kids get breaks. They get lucky breaks. They, they'll end up playing in an AAU tournament and here's Purdue's coach and you show out and you play well. You play, you play out of your mind. And they can see a spot for you at Purdue, and then that's how your recruiting starts. So it really it really just depends on how stuff shapes up for you. It's not always, oh, I got to go train over here because they got the most this. Or I got to go over here, they got the most that. Like, I do have the relationships with high schools, and I could probably start nitpicking and pulling some kids. But I believe in developing kids. Like, I, I want to be the guy that, People talk about like, hey, you remember that kid or you remember those kids? Those kids couldn't play and they got developed. That's what I'm about. I want to develop the kids. I don't want to pull a bunch of kids in so I can get an army of kids just to come there and kids may or may not get better, you know, because that's one of the things you got to watch out for when you when you do dealing with basketball training. Is my son or daughter getting better? Is this beneficial or are they somewhere where there's a bunch of people and we're just happy for them to be there. Is this, is this particular person building up their confidence? You know, if you, if you're going to work out all summer and go back to school and not touch the, the, the team that you're trying to get to, or you're kind of just another number down the line, maybe you need to reevaluate some of the stuff that you're doing. I'm just saying that. But anyway, for me, I, I don't I don't know if I said this already, but I don't look at myself as a trainer. I look at myself as a coach. And I teach kids how to play the game of basketball. One thing that I that I um I don't really like is obviously new kids, maybe you work on learning, learning different things, you slow it down, you teach them footwork, you know, that type of thing. I get that. But I cannot stand, and I mean, I cannot stand watching players play half-ass or train half-ass. I just cannot watch that. I mean, it's just hard. It's, it, it irks me. It kills me when people don't work on their game at a, at a good pace. And I get it. You know, I, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but, you know, just a little backstory. I started coaching in 2007. And I coached to, I think it was to 2014, won a state championship, trained our girls, worked on their games, trained our girls. And I was just doing it as a coach. And before that, I just did various camps. I, I did a lot of different things. 
I have an advantage over a lot of people. And like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but I have a lot, I have an advantage over a lot of people just because what my brother being in the NBA, I, I watched NBA players train. I watched <clears throat> the mindset, what went into that. You know, I, I remember before there was Steph Curry, it was Chauncey Billups. And Chauncey would get out there and he'd make 17 shots in a row from half court. Wouldn't even blink. Wasn't no smile, wasn't no nothing. I mean, and the conversation that I had is like, okay, how do you get to that? My confidence is is bar none. He said, when I when I come out, step on this floor, I'm 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 all I'm doing is building and building and building my confidence. Because when it comes time that I gotta play against the best in the world and I gotta hit big shots, and his name, and and that's pun intended, his name was Mr. Big Shot. When it comes time that I got to make big shots, I got to I got to put the ball in the basket. Other than that, I don't have money to feed my family. It was a little bit more drastic, obviously, because your kid doesn't have to make shots to feed their family. But just the the mindset behind watching guys like that and some NBA All Stars and watching, I mean, <clears throat> these guys were and girls. We had some we had some girls that worked out as well, some WNBA girls. Um, throughout the years that I saw, but it's just first five to ten minutes, they are sweating. I get a, I get a couple kids that come in to train, and we're doing a couple drills to get them moving, and some of them are not even sweating. They're they're, they're barely getting up and down the floor. They're taking their time, and they're putting the ball in the basket, and they think they did something. So that's the motivation behind me kind of going at the kids, getting at the kids, because it works. If if an NBA player can sweat in five to ten minutes, then you need to be sweating in about two or three. That means you need to be focused. You need to be working on your game tough. And then another part of it is the confidence and the understanding that I give kids. I give them different analogies. I'm constantly stopping and talking to the kids and trying to help them understand what's the motivation behind training. Not just the move, not just oh you make this move and you're gonna be some yeah I'll give them that but I'm 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 putting them on a level I'm putting their their thinking on a level that if they if they can kind of take if they can apply this in long term they'll have it there'll be people will ask them hey how did you get to be so good in eighth grade. You know, what it, what's the backstory of it? Oh, well, I got a coach, and he was telling me you had to do it this way. So that's the only way I know how to do it. And just being consistent with that, not just having them in the gym, shooting, making moves. And, and a lot of times, like I said, I, I watch a lot of stuff on Instagram and Facebook. And sometimes I see people making moves that for sure they're not going to use in the game. And for sure they really can't make, they really can't use the move if they wanted to. Certain, certain, I always, always tell kids this too. Basically giving you a toolbox, give you a toolbox of different things. Now you got to mesh your way with my way, your moves. The moves that I may give you, maybe you can't use that move, but there's got to be something in there that you can be effective with. Obviously, if I got, if I got, I, I work on post moves and different things like that. So if you are a a taller kid and you're gonna play in the post, 
yeah, we want you to be able to handle the ball from about 12 to 15 feet and be able to get and get a bucket. But don't get it twisted. You're not going to be a point guard. You're not going to be the person to bring the ball down the floor all the time. You may have a fast break or two, but I kind of just break that down. And then, like I said, I try to break down walls, too. You know, we, we have a portion of it where kids get up, get up and down and they and they go at it. They train. I mean, they don't train. They scrimmage. And I'll tell them, I'll say, hey, you catch the ball. First thing you do, you're looking to pass it. Well, you got to open your mind up more, a little bit more than that. Now, just because you're not going to be the main ball handler doesn't mean that you can't dribble. You should take some chances in there. Start commanding different things. You know, there, there should be times when I'm trying to teach a lot of different kids how to talk, how to how to um, use your voice to basically start showing other players, you know, where they need to be, what they need to do. If we're going up and down and we're losing the game, talking to your teammates, like, hey, let's get a stop. I mean, these are the things that are, that are going to get you – that's going to get you by. These are the things that's going to help you to get to the next level. It's going to push you. It's going to make you better. But like I said, I mean, ultimately, it's just really teaching these kids how to play, how to work at it. And, you know, like I said, I'm, there's no shots at anybody else, but you, you got to know what your what your kid is, is doing. And then it got to be some type of measurement, like – you know, are they are they getting better to the standard that you want? Are they kind of standing still? Are they learning new things? What what is it? You can't just go and train somebody. You can't just go and let somebody train your kid, and everything is just all one dimensional, or everything is kind of like just geared to something else. You need to be adding different things every year, like. I, I tell a lot of kids this. I treat all the kids, and I love all our kids. I love all of them, but I treat all our kids the way I treat my own daughter. I will yell at her or my son or my other daughter, but I will yell at her. I'm, I'm going to get after her. I'm going to push her. There's going to be times that, uh, you know, I'm going to be a coach. My training sessions, if you can, if you can deal with my training sessions, you can play on just about any team just about any team. You can play on a high school team. If you can take the stuff that I dish out, you can play. I mean, it's funny because I get new kids through the door and they just think that they're in practice. So they think, and, and there's no shots at their teams or there's no shots at who they trade with, but they think like, all right, yeah, okay, we're going to get some training. We're going to get some shots up. And they get to the end of it. I mean, I had a kid come to me the other day. It just started They were like, hey, I was where's the bathroom? I need to throw up. Or I had another kid that has been playing and playing and playing for different teams and this, that, and the other. And the whole training session, he's bent over on his knees. It's like, look, if if you don't have the conditioning, if you don't have the mindset to go and, and nobody's not teaching you that, as I said, this day, this day and age trainer is different. Because I don't think the kids are being taught that. You got to be taught that stuff. Most coaches in high school, they're not they're not waiting to get you there to teach you things. Like, okay, teach you the offense. 
teach you, you, you know, little small tricks of the trade and teach you, you know, hey, this is this is how to win the basketball game. <laughs> but they want the players that are going to be polished. It's like it's like I was talking to I was talking to uh, Ryan Osborne and Carmel. I talked to uh, Don Carlisle. He's over at Ben Davis. This is all Indianapolis schools. If you look them up, uh, if you're not from Indianapolis, but I mean that was some of the stuff that you know they say when when kids get to high school. Sometimes it's kind of funny with the stuff that they don't know, and not all of them. I mean, but it's a it's 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 a it's a bunch of kids that it's 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 some kids that for as good as they are offensively and as and as athletic as they are and the knack that they have, they still don't know small, you know, certain, certain things, or they don't go hard enough. They don't have that mindset. So that's basically what I do as a basketball coach. I mean, let's don't get it twisted. I'm not a basketball trainer. People could say, I call it basketball training. You come to training tonight. Cool. But I'm a basketball coach. I'm I'm training kids for maximum results, and that's the only way that I know how to do it. Period. But if the majority of my kids stay with me throughout now in high school, there's going to be some names that's going to pop up, and you're going to be like, "Where did they come from?" Because if I can get through to them on how they need to think, how to how to keep their confidence rolling, how to go at people, how to how to be a dog on offense and a dog on defense. I, I think some kids, I mean, I got some kids right now. I'm excited just thinking about them and I'm okay with my ship. My ship is not that big, you know, a hundred, 175 to maybe 200 kids. My ship's not that big, but guess what? I'd rather have that small ship and weather the storm than to have a big ship and it collapses like the Titanic. So, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to put it out there for parents. Be careful on who's training your kids and who's coaching your kids. That's your, that's your part. If that's your, that's your part in the matter. Even if you never played basketball or not, I mean, we understand if people are progressing or not. If I take my daughter tomorrow and I make her go take piano lessons, and we're six months into it, and she can't hold, she can't. Uh, play a couple riffs we got to do something different we got to change what we're doing because this ain't right so just beware beware of who you're dealing with and you know one more thing before i wrap this up i'm i'm gonna do a podcast on this soon what is the deal with the aau basketball and parents fighting now and what is that about I mean, it's just like just like I'm talking about basketball training. If you're with a team and your team gets into a fight, now I get it. Maybe there's an issue and a kid pushes a kid and then they get, you know, maybe maybe a scuffle come. You know, I, I could understand that. Maybe them kids being kids. But on the sideline, if adults about to fight, I would suggest you move on. <laughs> Pick up your hat and roll on. Because I'm not understanding. I, I'm talking to different people. I heard about the scuffle in Texas. Um, there was almost something in Ohio. It's like, what are we doing? Kids are kids are here. Kids are this. This is about the kids, not about these adults, not about 
my son being better than your son, not my daughter being number one as a sixth grader. This what 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 is going on? I mean, a lot of things have got to change, but I mean, you know, fights, kids fighting, adults fighting. I mean, what what are we doing? What are we doing? If you as a parent, you're start if you seeing if you're seeing this stuff, you need to get away from that organization because, you know. What what are you teaching your child? I get it. I'm old school. Hey, they hit you or hit them back. <laughs> you know, that didn't make it right, but that was old school. They hit you, hit them back. You know, you defend yourself, right? I get that. But if your team is getting into a fight because you're, you know, I heard somebody was saying, oh, oh you too small. And one kid scored the ball and act like he put a signature on it and threw it to the kid. You know, like that's disrespectful. If you're, and if your child is doing that, you're part of the problem. Basketball is not about – we listen, ultimately, by me training kids and being in these kids' lives and trying to help them, ultimately, for every one of my kids that I train, my ultimate goal is for them to get a college scholarship. I don't care if it's D2. Long as long – as, their education is paid for and they don't leave college with, you know, at that, at, by the time they get to college, most of the kids, it'd be $150,000 worth of debt. That's all I care about. I care about your kid. If you're listening to the sound of this and you watch our, you watch our video podcast and you're listening and you listen to a lot of our different audio podcasts, I want for your child to get a college scholarship. Not everybody's going to get one, but if I can help your kid to get one and my kid's not going to get one by helping yours. I'll help you with that because I, I want my kid to have what they deserve, not something that I pushed over people to get either. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that either. But ultimately, I want for these kids to have a college scholarship and I want for them to take learning the game of basketball and um, meeting new people, I want that. I want that to be a big part of it. Just like I named all those people, I know all these people through the game of basketball, and I value their friendship. And that's okay by me. Period. I didn't. I didn't make it to the NBA, and that's okay. But guess what? The relationships and mentally, as a businessman, this has prepared me for the world by playing basketball. And that's what I want for your kid. That's what I want for my kid. And that's what I'm going to say about that. But I want to thank you guys for listening. This is Harvey Harrington with Dream Chases Podcast. I got a couple more we're about to start doing. I'm going to do this once uh, once a week. Like I said, if you're in the car and you're taking a trip up to go play a basketball tournament, maybe you turn this on and your kid can listen to it. Excuse my language because I said half ass or half butt. <laughs> and like I said, I, I want to make it so that this is kid friendly as well. But ultimately, like I said, I'm doing this because I love to do it because I have extensive knowledge. I've been around a lot of different people, a lot of different coaches, a lot of different professional basketball players, a lot of different, just, just an array of people. And like I said, I feel like I have a lot of knowledge to give and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to continue to, you know, if I if I can add some value to you and your family or you and your, you and your your daughter or your son's uh, basketball game, then that's what I want to do. And that's why I do it. So I want to thank you all for listening. Harvey Harrington with Dream Chasers. Dreams don't work unless you do. Take care.